For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello again. Welcome back to the Mind, Body, Soul podcast with Ike Feldman from IkeDagon.com. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Gmail. What else? Basically everything, IkeDagon.com. Thank you guys for the downloads and the feedback. It's much appreciated. Uh, I'm hoping you guys are liking this. Please comment if you're an arts or spiritual fan, if you're a philosophy or mental heavy thinker. If you're an intricate or detailed thinker, are you a fight fan that wants a different perspective? Just uh, give a comment in the review or on social media. Just want to know the, the audience that I'm tapping into. But I missed an episode last week to preview UFC Tampa, UFC Fight Night 161. It was a little hectic week. I'm surprised I even got the uh, Iktagon webisode episode up on uh, on social media. But I didn't plug much of it. Maybe one post. Uh, it was my brother-in-arms, Milton's wedding. So my hands are a little busy in a good way. Good stress. Life is full of stress. It could be good. It could be bad. I hope you guys are striving for the good kind. So let's dive right in. UFC Fight Night 161, Tampa Bay, Florida. Wow, was I surprised. Amazing job from former UFC strawweight champion, multiple-time UFC strawweight champion, Joanna young Jacek. Cub Swanson, Nico Price, Matt Frivola, and Luis Pena. And from top and top to bottom of this card, just amazing heart, soul put on display for the world. I don't know what the uh, ESPN and UFC numbers are, but I hope a lot of people are subscribing. The fighters are putting it all on the line. There's a lot more attention. Obviously, being on the ESPN platform and the ESPN uh, family of content. But I don't know if that has to do with it. But the fighters are putting it all on the line, showing how much substance 
and soul they have, how serious they're treating their body in and around the fight. Mentally showing that they're stronger and they can improve from their previous performances. Even in losses, they're showing that it's win or learn. It's not win or lose. You win, Mazel Tov, congratulations, Nostravia. But if you lose, it's a learning experience as long as you're putting your heart and your soul on the line. Everything's going to be all right. And that goes with everything in life, in my opinion. As long as you try your best, that's all that matters. Don't quit when you know you have more in the tank. Only you will know that. Only you will look back and regret that. But the point of this diatribe is the fighters, man, they're giving their all. They're not quitting. They're doing their best. They're improving from losses. They're learning from losses. And UFC Fight Night 161 is a huge example of that. Let's start at the top. Joanna Young Jacek, 2017, November, UFC 217, Madison Square Garden, New York. I had the privilege and the honor of being there for my coverage with the previous platform I used to be with. And Rose Namajunas, a plus 25 or plus 350 underdog, huge underdog. And thank God I'm not a huge gambler. I like to predict fights and prognosticate fights and put a lot of time analyzing it because I think everything should be tested. If you care about something, if you're passionate about it, if you want to make a career, a career involves getting compensated for something and you get compensated by completing things and completing tests and passing tests. And I believe that for how much time I put into my mixed martial arts coverage, I like to test it and see how much I'm paying attention, how much I study. And that goes into it with the picks. I picked Rose Namajunas back at UFC 217. I don't know what it was. I spoke to Thug Rose multiple times before her her title fight against Joanna. And she's the cover of my mind image on the Mind, Body, Soul podcast. Body's Khabib. The soul is just a beautifully lit octagon or octagon. But Roll Rose is the uh, cover of my mind banner. And I expressed that in the mind intro podcast. She brought a different vibe that I've ever felt to the cage. She's humble, modest, introvertive, quiet, but was able to express her feelings and all that emotion through those couple of punches and those beautiful combinations at UFC 217 when she took down 
the long-time reigning UFC strawweight champion and Joanna Young Jacek. Shocked the arena, shocked the sport, shocked the world. And I can't wait to see what's next for Rose. Obviously, she defended her title again against Joanna Young Jacek at UFC 223. I was live nationally on the air with my co-host, Pete Hoffman. And she felt something different going into that fight. She was very unsure of herself. Maybe felt that she didn't deserve to be there. That just beating Joanna at UFC 217 was enough for her career. But she went out there and showed a lot of guts. Showed a lot of heart. Obviously, her body was on point. She performed well. Maybe her mind wasn't there, and she couldn't repeat pre-fight what she did, but her soul was there. We saw her fight. She wasn't the smoothest. She wasn't flown, but she dismantled and earned a five-round decision victory over Joanna Young Jacek, which is pretty freaking amazing considering what Joanna's done, in her career, and what she just did this past weekend against Michelle Waterson. So this is the Joanna story, but I can't speak higher about Rose Namajunas, how I view her. But Joanna Janjacek, she lost to Rose at UFC 217, UFC 223, as I mentioned. She moves up in weight. She's had issues cutting weight. She didn't respect the body, didn't respect the game, maybe wasn't purely making a lifestyle of martial arts as she did in the past. She was gaining a lot of fame, a lot of money, a lot of followers. Poland, she was a superstar. Eastern Europe, she was a superstar. West Coast, East Coast, USA, she's a superstar. Good-looking girl, well-spoken, tremendous fighter, former Muay Thai champion, uh, five-time UFC champion. Uh, I believe she's only behind Ronda Rousey for most title defenses for women's uh, mixed martial arts, which is pretty outstanding. So she moved up in weight, ready to challenge Valentina Shevchenko, who is living the mind, body, soul experience of a fighter who was mentally on point, no distractions, body on point, chiseled from top to bottom, lovely lady, could have a man in her life, a husband in her life in two seconds, but is purely focused on her career. Her life bends to her martial arts life, which is how it should be if you want to be at the top. Her sister's uh, now in the UFC. They have a bond that's unmatched by any... UFC or mixed martial arts sibling relationship. Uh, so Valentina is a top dog in the mixed martial arts world. Joanna moved up in weight to 125 to challenge Valentina Shevchenko, which is a freaking super fight. I can't pump up enough how important this fight was. Joanna maybe was still in the midst of figuring out where she wants to be in her life, what she wants. 
and Valentina capitalized on that uncertainty at UFC 231 back in December and just shut down Joanna with her own offense faster than Joanna, more powerful than Joanna, more technical, more smarter, more in tune with everything than Joanna. And Valentina went on to get that win. Now she's the the queen of her division, no question. Knocked out Jessica I with a beautiful switch left high kick in the first round. <laughs> Next week goes to watch her sister get it done in UFC Uruguay. The Shevchenkos and specifically Valentina are on fire. And she can do whatever she wants in her next fight. Obviously got it done against Liz Carmouche back in August and uh, and just on a roll. So, Ioana, in between Rose and in between Valentina, had to be a mental struggle. It was just on the fence. Things weren't clicking. Basically, you could say a mental slump. And that's fair. She's allowed to have it. She's at the top. She gets taken down by somebody who is just ready to go that inch more than her in a fight, in a race, in a struggle. Thug Rose was ready to just hold on to that cliff. If they're both hanging from a cliff, Rose was ready to hang on from a cliff for one more second than Joanna. But Joanna proved me wrong big time. This past weekend, she displayed a true martial arts comeback story. 2018 was not her year at all. She comes back strongly in every way, mentally, body, soul. Maybe she's got to figure out the body part of it. There was some speculation whether or not she would make this weight again. But she did, and she dismantled Michelle Waterson. Credit Michelle Waterson for giving everything she had in the fight. I picked her going into the fight because I believed it was her time. I believe Joanna didn't respect the entire game of martial arts completely. And maybe Michelle Waterson would want it that much more. Joanna showed that her training, her mental training, and her performance were all in sync. And she went on to win every single round in a five-round fight against Michelle Waterson. Amazing performance by Joanna Young Jacek. And she's in a very interesting spot. Weili Zhang, who just won the title against Jessica Andrade a couple of months ago in China, is at the top. Rose Namajunas, who was defeated by Andrade at UFC 237 in May, is taking her time. She's been known to take her time, and when she's ready to jump back in there, she will. Nobody rushes Rose. Then there's Tatiana Suarez, who's coming off the... Uh, the solid decision victory against Nina Ansaroff at UFC 238. And then there's Joanna, who is now the fourth-ranked UFC strawweight, former champion, biggest name in the division. 
So you have these four fighters. All of them have fought each other besides Zhang and Joanna. I have no problem with any of the matchups. You could go Tatiana Suarez versus Young Jacek, a classic striker versus grappler. You can go Rose versus Zhang, a different style of striking, a flow striking versus a choo-choo train or locomotive train of striking in Zhang versus Nama Yunus. You could go Andraz versus Young Jacek 2, which I'm sure Andraz would want that win back. I'm sure Young Jacek is very confident that she could beat her again. There's a lot of matchups in that strawweight division, so it's very fun. And Michelle Waterson, she can take her time, recover. She still has a promising future, could still be a potential UFC champion. Her next fight is very important, and what happens in between then is very important. So hats off, shoes off, tip your cap to Joanna young Jacek. Great job. She wins the Mind, Body, Soul Award for this week. Fantastic job. The next fight, the co-main event, Cub Swanson. A veteran fighter, WEC, UFC, has been in there with the division's elite, Brian Ortega, Max Holloway, Frankie Edgar, has put on tremendous fights with all those guys. Very entertaining fighter. Duho Choi fight. 2016 UFC 206, the fight of the year winner, I believe, is ready to defend his name, his honor against the sport, the most important family in the sport of MMA, the Gracie family. And the latest edition of the Gracie family to compete in the UFC Crone Gracie or Cron Gracie. Either are very cool. Either can be sellable. But Crone is the name I'm hearing lately. My apologies for saying Cron. Cron Gracie, a world jiu-jitsu champion, obviously a black belt, the son of Hickson, who's the son of Helio, who is part inventor of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Wow. What a lineage, what a weight to carry on your back. Crone in his previous fight, uh, February 17th, UFC on ESPN won the Francis Ngannou Cain Velasquez card. Crone was supposed to be the 5,000th fight in UFC history because the fight was canceled. He was the 4,000th. 999th fight in UFC history so still uh, the UFC is in tune they realize the importance of this name the importance of this young fighter's journey I say young yes he's 31 but 4-0 entering the UFC is pretty young in the fight world Four professional fights. 
professional. And there were big fights in Japan, overseas, big arenas. Got him done by submission. He rolls into the UFC. People call it brash. People call it cocky. He just says it's a elite confidence that he has. And he rolls into that fight against Alexis Eris, who's been in there with a bunch of top names. Former WEC champion. Former UFC bantamweight challenger multiple time. Uriah Faber. Young rising star. Yair Rodriguez. Caceres has been in there for some fire fights. Kron runs through him. About 90 seconds, grabs a hold of Caceres, drags him to the floor, secures back back position, chokes him out, continues his streak of being undefeated and submission victories. Wow, what's next for this kid? He actually said he wanted to fight two months later in Brazil at the aforementioned UFC 237. Wow, you kidding me? UFC told him to pump the brakes, or maybe his father, Hickson, told him to pump the brakes. But he ends up he ends up getting his second UFC fight, his sixth overall professional fight this past weekend against a top guy in Cub Swanson. Wow. It's a big deal. Like I said, Cub has been in there with the division's best. Some of the sports best. Some of the sports pound for pound best. Cub, it's not a knock, but you could say he was a gatekeeper for that division. And if Crone was able to get past him, Crone could be fighting the likes of uh, Ortega or an Edgar or Volkanovski. Maybe two fights away from a title fight against Max Holloway. But he's going to have to take some time to reload, recalibrate, and get ready for his next challenge. Man, Cub Swanson showing that he has honor. He has discipline. He has a game plan that he'll stick to. He's mentally strong. His experience is not all for naught. His experience is gold. He respected the game. Maybe a little little excited at the start of the fight. But Cub Swanson, in and out of danger in the first round, landing heavy strikes throughout, ready to engage with danger, a black belt of himself, didn't seem scared to be on the floor for a couple of seconds or didn't seem worried when the two would get tangled in an upper body wrestling clinch match. Cub was composed. Cub showed his experience. Cub earned this victory against Crone Gracie. Amazing fight. And the scorecards don't tell the story of the fight Cub was given the victory by unanimous decision. 
30 to 27 on all three judges scorecards which I understand but I don't understand I believe the second and third round could be chalked up to ties both of them landed over 100 strikes both of them looked beat up Cub was destroying Gracie in the first round dancing around very fluid in his footwork in and out of danger Crone couldn't get the timing, but eventually Crone, a.k.a. Nate Diaz style, closed the gap and started landing heavy strikes. Wasn't afraid to box, to do dirty boxing. If they clinched, it wasn't a resting point. It was a point to look to move to something for an advantage, whether it was a takedown, whether it was for uppercuts or hooks inside the clinch. Amazing performance by these two warriors. Amazing sacrifice and amazing substance shown on fight night. This was my fight of the night. It was fantastic. Showed that both fighters were were not scared of the spotlight and how much they cared about the next step in their career. So, great job. Cub Swanson, he's always flirting at the top of the UFC's featherweight division, so... I expect nothing less than a big matchup next. Crone, I'm sure deep down he's ready for a big matchup. I'm sure he's not going to want anybody outside of the top 10. I expect nothing less from Crone and from a Gracie member, especially of his caliber. So very exciting for what's next. And very exciting for what's next from this next man, Nico Price. Wow. What a way to bounce back from a TKO victory against Jeff Neal at UFC 240 in July. Turns it around with making UFC history. The two, Nico Price and James Vick, were battling back and forth for pocket control, range, who could land that heavy strike, as I explained to my buddy who I was watching the match with, Nico Price, if he has an inch to land a strike, he'll throw a knuckle on your eyelid. He'll find an elbow from a weird angle. He's a scrapper. He's the true definition of a scrapper. He's a wild man. This is not a guy you'd want to get stuck in an alley with who you pissed off. And Nico Price proved that he's a wild man, but he respects the game. He showed that his chaos is controlled and we'll truly see in his next fight when he takes it, how he does, what type of fighter he plans to be for the rest of his career because his last four fights have been lose by a knockout, win by a knockout, lose by a knockout, win by a knockout. So can't really tell what path he's in until we see his next fight, but what we can go off is that Nico is knocking on the door of something special, a different kind of career. An upkick knockout from his back against James Vick. Highlights all over the place. The whole room was standing that I was watching this with. I said, that does not happen that often. It turns out it really doesn't. It was the second in UFC history. John Finch was the first one. John Fitch. 
Uh, I remember Anderson Silva did this against Yushin Okami. It was uh, a no contest. But amazing performance by Price. Can't wait to see what's next. Uh, I'm leaving my hat on the head, but I'll give it. I'll give him the thumbs up. And James Vick, just be smart in your recovery, man. Respect your body. You're always ready to sacrifice in the cage on fight night. I know you believe you're the toughest guy in Texas, in the States, in the world. Just respect your body. Be smart about your next step. And finally, there were a lot of great performances on this card. Ryan Spann with a huge win over Devin Clark. Eric Anders getting two in a row. It's been a while since he's won two in a row. Marlon Vera coming back. Completely different look and style against Andre Yule. Amazing performance. Marvin Vittori, a very short turnaround against Andrew Sanchez. Sanchez showing a ton of heart and grit how tough he is. Vittori still got it done. Uh, bigger and brighter things for Vittori. And I'm glad the UFC's kept Andrew Sanchez around. He's not just a stepping stone. He's a tough guy that looks to improve each and every time he gets out there. But quickly, in the last couple of minutes of the Mind, Body, Soul podcast, again, thanks you guys. Thank you guys for the feedback. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public. The podcast is everywhere. Download, listen. Again, let me know what type of person you are, why you found this, why you're continuing to listen to this. Uh, if you're a fight fan and finding this and just need something to ease into your day, good. If you're a spiritual or art fan and just like to hear the different angle of fighting good as well but the final fight I want to focus on is Long Island owns Matt Frivola against aka California's own Luis Pena amazing performance by both these guys if that wasn't fight of the night the Cub Swanson versus Crone Gracie could have been Frivola we know what he gets we've seen him against Lando Venata uh, we've seen Pena make the smart move, move up and wait, and have a much better gas tank, show that his funky Tony Ferguson style uh, can be more exacerbated with a better gas tank at a higher weight class. Maybe he could fill into his frame better, but he didn't get it done. Hats off to Matt Frivola for being tough, hanging in there. This was an extremely close fight. Both guys wanted it. Both guys put on a very entertaining fight. Brandon Fitzgerald and Michael Bisbing on the broadcast. Never heard so many oohs and ahs from them uh, throughout the entire card. These guys, they would take 7 to 10 second breaks to catch their breath. As soon as they got an ounce of air, they were using that to swing a heavy strike or go for a takedown or get out of a compromised position or counter a heavy strike amazing fight great job by these two cannot wait to see what's next but great job by matt sarah own matt frivola long island's own new york's own uh great job guys and uh great job overall can't wait for the uh the next card ufc fight night 162 uh it's on espn2 i'm gonna release another mind body soul podcast and preview it Dominic Reyes, Chris Weidman, Yair Rodriguez, Jeremy Stevens. So, fun card. It's free on ESPN, and I'll dive into that and more on the next Mind, Body, Soul podcast. Thank you.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.